You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666. That is the number if you want to call and say hi. Hi. Talk some sports or really whatever. I mean, we're talking some movies, having some fun with that, ranking the the Rocky movies uh, as I watch the marathon. What am I going to marathon through next? I already did Harry Potter during the pandemic. Maybe I'll do that. Like I said, it's the Olympics for me. Every two years, I circle back and rewatch these movies, do the marathon. Star Wars, I'm due for that. I actually did that about a year ago, but I only got through the first six, and I didn't finish it off, so I got to redo it again. I love it. I love sitting down. And I love these, you know, these shows where you get a five or six episode thing, or even you know, ten to twelve episodes. You you bang it out, you stream through it, boom, it's over. No more seasons coming. Just a one and done. Although, like White Lotus, it, where the season ends and the story ends, I like that. I don't mind if they have a third season of the same show. But I want it to start and end that story in that one season. And that's what's cool uh, you know, about when you're doing it with the movies. I know they go on forever. But you, know, you, you start with one and you end it with, you know, in Rocky's case, six. Although now i got to start on Creed. I am going to do Creed next. I'm just going to figure out which streaming service has it. Anyway, enough about me. 877-337-6666. Paul is in Jackson Heights. What's up, Paul? Yeah, um... Well, you know, I, I'm a Mets fan, and I grew up in the 60s. Hmm. And back then, the Hall of Fame, we had there was a saying um, when when they asked about people who were borderline Hall of Famers, they would say, "Well, if you have to think about it, the hmm. guy doesn't belong." Right? Did someone say that earlier tonight? Well, I mean, so they've been saying that forever. I mean, that is a common phrase. Right. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. If you have to think about is he a Hall of Famer or not. See, but with Roland, I don't have to think about it. He's not a Hall of Famer. I didn't give it a thought in my mind, never. Never once yeah. in my life did I watch Scott Roland, I watched him quite a bit, did I say, wow, that guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. I said, wow, he's a pretty good player. Never looked at him as a Hall of Famer, ever. I don't even miss him. You know, it's... It's not like one of the greats retired. Yeah, he was a good ball player, but you're right. 
I never consider him a Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, he's I never in. consider him a threat to the Mets. Oh, he's now he's on par with Joe D and Johnny Bench and Willie Mays and the Mick. Yeah, Scott Rowland. That's a joke. He takes his place next to them. And who's the other guy? Like two years ago, they put in there that doesn't belong. Harold Baines would be the other one. Yeah, yeah Harold Baines was. And look again, a good player. And thanks for the call, Paul. Uh, Fred McGriff got in. He's worthy of a Hall of Fame vo- uh, vote to me. And, of course, it took Fred McGriff to get on the New Era Committee or whatever the hell it's called, the you know the, the selection committee that's let guys in even though they're off the ballot. I don't understand how Fred McGriff – Fred McGriff, you look at his numbers. You watch him play. Dude hit 30 home runs every year. The only reason why I didn't end up with 500 home runs clean was because of the stupid strike in 94. How does Fred McGriff not get into the Hall of Fame on the actual ballot, but he has to wait to get voted in by the Veterans Committee or whatever the hell the thing is? I mean, it's a joke. But yet Scott Rowland gets in. Carlos Beltran gets stiff to where he got 46% of the vote. And you either are or you aren't. My rule would be you can vote for as many players as you want, that are on the ballot, you know, because they have a restriction of only 10 guys. That's stupid, too. Because what happens if you get a year where there are 15 guys that are worthy of a Hall of Fame vote? You can't have that limited. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. Now, odds are that's not going to happen, but it shouldn't be restricted to where you can only vote for 10 guys. However, I would only have them on the ballot once. You don't need more than one time to know if a player that you've just watched throughout his entire career is a Hall of Famer or not. You don't need to think about it. Uh, This year, he's not a Hall of Famer. Next year, I might change my story. It's not like we're ranking Rocky movies. You're talking about the Hall of Fame here. I could change my mind on where I'd rank Rocky three, two years ago to now. I can't change my mind on whether Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer. He's not. End of story. Carlos Beltran's a Hall of Famer. End of story. If you can't figure that out in one year, you shouldn't be voting. And apparently a lot of these writers shouldn't be voting. There shouldn't be a penalty and all that. You're either a Hall of Famer or you're not. You want to keep Beltran out because of the cheating scandal? That's your right to vote that way. But one time, he's on the ballot once. That's it. The whole process is screwed up. John, uh, Johan is calling from Rockland. What's up, Johan? Hey, Sal. So I, I heard your list of the top 10 QBs. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, agree. I, think, I think Daniel makes it in that top 10. I'll tell you why. Because if you look, first of all, he's for sure a top 10 rushing quarterback in the NFL. Oh, we didn't say That's that. Why. We said top 10 right, quarterback. Right, listen, now, now. All, the ten guys you put in front of them, all ten have better receiving corps. Oh, good god! Oh, good and god! Don't do this! Listen, don't, don't do this! Who are you taking out? You, I'll tell you. You said Tua's in that top ten. No, I didn't. I didn't. Tua, I think uh, it was eleven or twelve. All right, fine. So also, you said you said um, Brady was the said, last one. I forgot about Brady. All right, all right. But you also said you put in there Brady, Hurts, Herbert, right, Mahomes, Warren. Who? Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. So I think if you give Daniel Jones, Kristen Kirk, Zay mm-hmm. Jones, and Marvin Jones, he has he, he could be up there over him. I, I think it's very debatable. It's not 
for sure that Trevor Lawrence is better. Well, I mean, my opinion is that he's better. You want to argue that Daniel Jones is better than Trevor Lawrence? Now, remember, Trevor Lawrence is in what year? Second. Okay, and what year is Daniel Jones in? Okay, but he yep. didn't, Daniel Jones didn't have a position to succeed. He's, I mean, yeah. Joe Judge, are you right. kidding me? Right. No, I, I know. No, but it's all about now. It's not. Right. Saying, okay. I agree. Maybe Trevor Lawrence has more promise. Oh, okay. Him. Well, who would you rather have? If you had to pick one guy, you're, you're a Giants fan, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay, well, who would you rather have? You have one choice right now. You're running the Giants. Money aside, years in the league aside, you have one choice. Your your goal is to try to get the Giants to the Super Bowl as soon as possible. You have one quarterback to pick. Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, who are you picking? Uh, I think you're right. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, but I think okay. like so thank next you. year it could flip. Okay, but we're doing it right now. I can't see right it in the now. future, believe it or not. I, as much as I'd like to be Sal Stradamus, I cannot. So Trevor Lawrence, yeah. all right, so who else are you taking out? Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. I mean, you're not taking any of those guys. You're not taking uh, Daniel Jones over any of those guys. And by the way, I said he's I said he's there after 10. Like, that's not a knock. Right, right. But is Tom Brady better than him right now? Yes, yes. Tom Brady on his deathbed will be better than Daniel Jones. Nah, the man cannot move, man. You look, yeah, just look at his receivers, and he was seven and nine, terrible offense. You again, so, yeah, again, he, you want to, you think Daniel Jones is better than Tom Brady? I don't care if it's this coming year, one year. I think his legs is a big part of it. No, right oh, now. But, but, but what about arm? You know what a quarterback's main arm? job is, right? Yeah, arm, arm, A R M, arm. Hey, but look who he's throwing to. No, 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 it's Ricky not look James? who. No, not look who he's throwing to. And thanks for the call, Johan. Look, guys, this is where we draw the line. This is where we draw the line. You just heard, this is not hyperbole. You just heard somebody call the station and say that he thinks Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. How is that even possible? You're worse than the Baseball Hall of Fame voters. How is that possible? Because he runs? You want to talk about longevity? I understand that. Tom Brady's going to be out of the league in a couple years. We think. Tom Brady, if you watched him, even in the loss, he's still throwing an excellent football. And it's, I got news for you. It's not because of the weapons. Tom Brady's... Very rarely, I was almost going to say never, but obviously that's not true. Very rarely had great weapons. Go back to when he started having success with New England when he first came up. It was never about the great receivers. What, Dion Branch was lighting it up? Not until he had Randy Moss. And what did he do that year? He went undefeated until the postseason. Come on now. I'm not having that debate. Because Tom Brady can't run. He's never been able to run. He throws it better than everybody else. He is still a top quarterback. Daniel Jones is not. I don't care if it were Mara. I don't care if it were Shane, Dable. I don't care if it were Paul Dottino, the biggest homer of them all. You give everybody truth serum. I always just think it was syrup, truth syrup, but it's serum. You give everybody truth serum. They're telling you they want Tom Brady for next year. The weapons, come on, dude. We're not going there. I appreciate the call. And I'm not saying Daniel Jones is bad. 
What I'm saying is you should never, ever again, ever in life, ever, mention Daniel Jones in the same breath as Tom Brady. Very few can be mentioned in that breath. Daniel Jones is not one of them. Stuart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stuart. Oh, my God. How brain dead can people be even to think about mentioning anybody except for a few select few people in the same breath as TB12? It's just foolish. I mean, it's fun for radio because we get to rip them a little bit, but come on. All right, let's get to baseball, please. Uh, Sal. (laughs) You're the one who brought up football. Well, I'm going to bring up baseball. Hey, did you hear, I don't know if we talked about this, did you hear about Aaron Hicks? He's going to be starting in left field for the Yanks. Brian Cashman said that. I know, and Brian Cashman. (laughs) You bring up Brian Cashman. What did I say about Brian Cashman? And where did I want him to go? Through the uprights. I wanted him to go home. Oh, I thought you wanted him to go through the uprights when somebody punted his head. No, I wasn't that to Brian. No. Whose head did you want punted? I'm not that vicious. Oh. If you want me to get, if you want me to get fishes, we'll take them in, into to the octagon, and then we'll show you what it's how it's. Whoa, done. Stuart! I could hear the violence in your voice. Uh, well, Brock Lesnar is my uh, homeboy, as far as you'll see, especially with match one, number one sixteen, when he tapped out Shane Carwin. You watch <laughs> UFC? Uh, sometimes I do. Mm. Is that good for your anger issues? Yeah, it gets it. I vent. Really. Yeah, I vent. Like through the guys beating the crap out of each other, that helps you like relax. No, I like it when they just. I li- I liked watching Brock Lesnar, and I like watching Anderson Silva. Oh, I'm not familiar with the. I mean, I know the two names. I know Brock Lesnar from wrestling more, but um, I'm not familiar with the. I'm not okay. a UFC guy. It's too violent for me. Come on, let's say this much. Let's get the baseball. Hey, do please. you watch? Did you ever watch the Rocky movies? Yeah. And how would you rank them? Number one Rocky movie would be. It's a flip between one and two. When have you seen these movies? Like, when was the last time you saw them? When I saw them, when they came out. So you haven't seen you haven't seen Rocky, the original Rocky, in forty years. I I have Rocky. I have the DVDs. Oh, okay, okay, me too. The box set. The only one I don't have is five because I didn't particularly care for that one. Okay. All right. Five was like, uh, please, a fake Don King in there. Yeah, all right, the I fake mean, Don King, but you got to touch me and I'll sue you. Sue me for what? <laughs> Rocky Five had some great lines. You guys, everybody rips Rocky Five, but my ring's outside. I mean, that's a great line. Come on. I didn't need no bell. I didn't like the character with Don King. All right, well, whatever. He was annoying, but he got his in the end, and that's what I love. I love oh, yeah. a good feel-good story. Rocky, you know, he he had a rough go of it. He got ripped off. He lost everything he had. His son, uh, you know he ignored his you son. You know who that reminds me of being the fact that he got ripped off? Who? Mike Tyson. Hmm. Mike Tyson got ripped off by Don King to the tune of $95 million. Yeah, it's criminal. Such a shame. Yeah, Tyson's doing okay I mean, for himself. I mean, oh, let's get to baseball. Yeah. Now, the... Hall of Fame is a total waste. You don't think Scott Rowland belongs? What? You don't think Scott Rowland belongs? No, not even close. Mm. Todd Helton I put in over him. Me too. Yeah, without a doubt. And Larry Walker I would put in. Well, Walker is in, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think, well, no, I'm pretty sure Walker is in. He got in years ago. But let's say this much. How do you put in Scott Rowland? He didn't impress. He wasn't. He was a good player. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. No, Harold Baines, please. 
So do you play, how many years did he play? 22? Okay. So and then you put in Bill Mazeroski, who's now a Hall of Famer, and then... Hey, but Gil Hodges is in. After 50 years? Give yeah. me a break. <laughs> well, Give well, me you... a break. 50 years after he's dead, they put him in? Yeah. How despicable is that? And you know what else? Kurt Schilling should be in. Agreed. Roger Clemens should be in, along with Barry Bonds. I don't well, Bonds, yes. Schilling, yes. Bonds, yes. Clemens, no, for me. I would say yes. You're not going to ask me why Clemens, no? No, why? Why? Because I hate no. his guts for what he did to Mike Piazza, and I'd never I never vote for him. Too for that, but you want to know what? I go by what he did. Yeah, he might be a Hall of Famer, but I would not vote for him. I just couldn't. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror if I voted well, for Clemens. I, I wouldn't vote for him either, but based on what he did, I would have to say yes. But you put the guy who oversaw that era in the Hall of Fame, that used car salesman, that dirty, that little rat sink. Who? But still, like, you put oh. him in the Hall of Fame, oh. and you don't put them in the Hall of Fame. Stuart, you're very nasty this morning, I've noticed. Well, why don't you brought up a sore topic. The Hall of Fame should be put in the players' hands and let them vote their peers in based on what they've done. Mm, I don't know if I like that idea either. I don't know if there's a good way to... There is a, that is a better way than what's going on now. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like the way that it is now. I will I'll agree with you. I'll tell you who else should be in. Three other guys should be in. Thurman Munson, Don Mattingly, and Keith Hernandez. I do think I do think you'll get Keith in eventually, and thank you for the call, Stuart. As always, appreciate checking in. I do think Keith will get in eventually. I do not think that's going to be the case for Mattingly, although I would love to see it. Look, they need to... It's too late now. The damage is done. There's no going back. Once the genie's out of the bottle, yeah, that's what's going on here. The genie's out of the bottle. Once that happens, there's no going back. So you can't say, hey, Harold, you know, to Harold Baines... Harold, you know what? Sorry, on second thought, we're actually going to clean up the Hall of Fame a little bit and trim the fat. You don't make the cut. I hope you understand. Scott Rowland, Mike Mussina, guys like that. Sorry, you guys don't cut it. You're in the very good, very good to great Hall of Fame, but you're not like Hall of Famers. Or break it down into, break it down into sections. Break it down into wings. Where the elite wing, or how, I don't know what the hell you want to label it, but the gold standard. How about just gold, silver, and bronze? Gold, silver, yeah. And I don't even know if Roland or Beans would qualify in the bronze for me. But there's got to be a way to separate the top guys from guys who don't belong in the Hall of Fame. The average performers. Go based off the impact that they had on the game. Keith Hernandez, Don Mattingly. I would love. I know Mattingly didn't do it long enough to be considered a Hall of Famer, but for those years that he did perform, it was at a very high level. He was one of, if not the best player in the sport for an extended period of time. The criteria needs to be changed, as opposed to just. Baseball writers who, after 10 years, get a vote and they look at numbers and vote based off of the numbers. There's, there should be a certain criteria that you hit or have to hit. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but they let too many people in that do not belong. 
and it makes for an awkward problem. There's too many people in that don't belong, and there's too many people out that belong in. End of story. However you got there, that's what's happening. So how would anybody take it seriously? Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Continuing this morning with your calls at 877-337-6666. Jets and Aaron Rodgers, they need to go all in. Baseball Hall of Fame, they need to figure out a way to make it better. I don't think there is any way. They just keep going along like it's okay, but it's not. I mean, obviously the whole thing is broken. Talking Giants and Daniel Jones as well where he ranks. And look, there'll be plenty of off-season talk that we could get into here because... It's going to be about the Jets quarterback situation. It's going to be about the Giants and how much they pay Daniel Jones, what they do with Saquon Barkley, how they improve on what was a team that went to the divisional round of the postseason this year. So a lot of offseason football with two teams now that are relevant. Even though the Jets fell short, they were close enough to be relevant and meaningful. And man, if they could ever get Aaron Rodgers, that would take them, that would put them in the conversation. Take them to another level. 877-337-6666. Andrew's calling from Philadelphia. What's up, Andrew? Hello. What's up, Sal? How are you, How Andrew? You okay, uh, just a couple things there. Uh, I'm not going to bust on you, the Giants, uh, Eagles, whatever. But uh, on the whole well, what thing, is up with your What's up with your phone? Hold on a second. I gotta, you got to fix that phone there, Andrew. I don't know if that's speaker phone or whatever. Get, maybe get off the speaker there. But I could uh, I could barely hear you through the static on the line. You hang in there. We'll get back to you. Dylan is calling from Texas. What's up, Dylan? Hey, Sal. Good morning. How are you, Dylan? Good morning. Good, sir. Thank you for taking the call. How are you, Dylan? You're welcome. Thanks for making it. Anytime. So, Sal, uh, I heard you guys talking movies. I'm a big movie guy, and I heard you reference Rounders. Yes, I love so, Rounders. So I got a little Rounders quote regarding Aaron Rodgers. Get Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets and pay him. Pay that man his money. <laughs> pay that man his money. <laughs> I love that. Listen, Sal, I don't know if you remember, but we debated about two weeks ago uh, who we were thinking would be the perfect guy to bring in to mentor Zach Wilson. Sure. I said Rodgers. You said Ryan. Yep. And uh, and we kind of agree with, with both of you know each other's statements. But, Sal, I mean, it's looking like a real possibility to get this man from New York. It it is because if they are going to trade him, and it feels like that's a strong possibility, right, when you do the math that they fell short again in Green Bay, they got to make the transition to Jordan Love, Rodgers. I don't want to say he's been a pain in the neck, but it just feels like it's time for a change there where it's run its course, maybe beyond run its course, that if he is going to get traded, they will trade him to the AFC, as they just said, and there aren't many teams outside of the Jets that would be a fit, you wouldn't think. So I do think that this is a realistic possibility, which is giving me hope and getting me excited here. They gotta get they gotta go do it. Go get it done. Go all in and get Aaron Rodgers if he's available. No, I agree, and that's what I said when we last spoke about it. Uh you know, so real quick though, I also mentioned you guys heard uh talking earlier. I don't know if it was Marco, but uh one of you's brought this up and I agree. Two years of Rodgers, if he gets you a playoff win or even gives you the chance to even go, you know, he makes you better to the point where you can potentially compete for a Super Bowl, who really cares how Wilson develops? 
Well, look, and if, what, if what they if they win a Super Bowl, then you don't care. If they don't, right. the, the the problem that you'd have is, and it's not just about Wilson. It's about well, okay, well, what's next? You have Aaron Rodgers. See, the Jets need to find a long term answer at quarterback. Rodgers is potentially a quick fix for two years max. Then what? Then you're back in the same boat again without the development of Zach Wilson. It could be somebody else by then because obviously the timeline doesn't work out, but you don't worry about that because you plan on having success right now with Rodgers. No, 100% right. And, Chow, look, the reason, you know, what I meant by that was, you know, if Rodgers comes in here and wins you a Super Bowl, I'm okay with, you know, trying to figure out who's playing quarterback for the next 10 years. If he's going to guarantee this franchise a Super Bowl that hasn't seen one since, what, 69? Yeah, well, that's the point. If you win a Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. I mean, the Jets could go out there and not win a game for five years, and you might feel you, you still feel good about yourself. All the years of not winning, you live off that Super Bowl for a long time. So, But, but that's a tough ask. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has failed all but once to win a Super Bowl with the Packers. So what makes you think he's going to come to the Jets and win a Super Bowl? Now, in that hypothetical situation that he does, yeah, then you wouldn't care. But you do still need to think ahead, Dylan, and thank you for the call. You do still need to think ahead and figure out what you're going to do for a franchise quarterback. You don't have to worry about it right now because if you get Rodgers, it's about him the next two years. But the timeline with Wilson would not add up. You'd have to take a chance that he learns in these next two years because you're not going to watch him play. And then you'd have to hand it over to him in year five on a free agent contract. Andrew was calling from Philadelphia. Andrew, how's that phone line? How are we doing? Okay. Uh, <laughs> ah, much better. Thank you. I'm surviving here. I, like I said, I'm not going to bust on the, the Giants-Eagles game. But Why not? You could, you, you, uh, the Eagles beat them down. I mean, you could bust on them all you want. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I enjoy it. But, uh, that, you know, I got shot rolling, man. You know, I'm from Philadelphia my whole life, and, uh, hmm. you know, I saw that come up on the bottom of the TV in the ESPN that he made the whole thing, and, and I just don't get it, man. You know, when he was with the Phillies, all of my memories was he was crying about the bet, the stadium, with the, the knees, mm-hmm. that, the AstroTurf, you know, and I just don't remember any uh, great moments with him. You know, com- compared to like Utley, Howard, or uh, Rollins, you know, not saying they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but you just, you know, I just don't get it. I really don't. Yeah, he was okay. Know? He's not a Hall of Famer. He was yeah. your guy. I didn't know if it was, if I were jaded a little bit because he plays for two teams that I hate in your Phillies and the Cardinals. I, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I mean, I liked Rollins because I love defensive players. The guy was a stud defensively. He was a very, yeah. very good player. He's not a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, yeah. That's just my memory, you know, complaining about his knees on the AstroTurf. Jesus Christ. Um, but uh, the other point is, you made a good point about the uh, quarterbacks now. You know, you know, do you pay that kind of money? You know, or or draft one, you know, and pay the less money, and, and and you have a better team all around. You know what I mean? Well, you want to have it work out to where it's in a, on a good window for you. That's why you want to have. It's almost imperative that you have success in year two at the latest from your quarterback that you draft, because then it gives you a chance to go year three and four, where you're really climbing toward having the ultimate success. Otherwise, after that, it becomes more difficult because if they're a good quarterback, you're going to be paying a lot, and that means you have to pay other areas less. Yeah, because, like, you know, with the Eagles now, with Hurts, you know, well, what's he going to get now? You know, what are, what are you going to have to pay him? So I think you guys got a chance, you know, because the rest of the team's not going to be as good. The more they're going to pay Hurts, 
right? What? What? Um. Well, right. We eventually when they get to that point. Where? How would you rank the Rocky movies? Ah, uh, well, number one's just the greatest. You know, it, it, it had a story to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, you know, being from Philadelphia, you know, running. Oh, that's up why the- I'm asking you. Yeah, I mean, you you run up those stairs. You you took pictures <laughs> with the statue. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't run it up now because I'm 63. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, going through uh, you know South Philly and all the uh, you know when he did the run, you know, it brings back memories. You know, the neighborhoods I hung at. You know, yeah, those but, great uh, movies. Come on. And, and, and that had a good story to it. As the Rockies went on, it was more, you know, the action, I guess, you know, more so than the story. But, but you know, it was all good stuff, you know? Yeah, that's and, why uh, I think one and, one and two, and thank you for the call, Andrew. Appreciate checking in. I would go number two first, number one second, and Rocky Balboa three. I think those are the three most complete best stories in the Rocky series. And if I'm ranking movies overall, I think Creed would be right behind Rocky Balboa at number four. But I'd leave Creed separate. And then I go Rocky four, Rocky five, and then Rocky three. It's not like I don't like Rocky three. It's just that I like Rocky's triumph better in Rocky four and Rocky five. You knock him down now, Tommy. Why don't you try knocking me down? Dan is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Dan? Sal, you hit it right on the head. Unless I misunderstood you. You say a guy should be on the ballot for one year? Yes. Yeah, why that's it. Why do they need more? Put them on. You can exactly. vote for however many, however many you want. Just put them on one year. That's it. Yes, yes, yes. First ballot Hall of Famer, to me, is redundant. Right. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're going to be voted in on your first year of eligibility. Correct. Now, and the only reason you why you make- the only reason why you wouldn't be is if there are limitations to how many people can vote you, uh, writer can vote for, which there are ten, which shouldn't be that bad. But you could expand it to infinity. Just vote. Right. Who's ever who's ever retired five years is on the ballot, and just vote who you want to vote for. But I totally agree. And um, if you want to let guys in, you want to make a wing of first ballot Hall of Famers. And then have other guys elected by a veterans committee, then that's fine. But at least there's a distinction. You're not keeping Harold Baines and Mike Schmidt in the same right at the same level. Yeah, or Scott Rowland and George Brett and Mike Schmidt at the yeah. same level. Like they're not. And, and also, the prestige of the Hall of Fame has been so diminished. Um, I think I heard Joe Torrey say once that at one time it was a real moneymaker for guys who were out of the game and they could go to these shows or appearances and make money. Now the money's not an object. It's, it's really just so watered down. Um, but I totally Well, but that shouldn't have anything to do with it. Fun. Like, who cares if the players are rich now that they don't need, you know, to go to Cooperstown and sign baseballs or whatever it is that they do to make that money or make appearances. Like, today's player doesn't have to do that because they're so friggin' wealthy but still, I mean, it should be a great honor to be considered one of yes. the best to ever play the game. Scott Rowland, and, and you know, all due respect, <laughs> it's not like picking on Rowland like you saw the video oh, of know. You know, him and his parents. And thank you for the call, Dan. You know, him, him telling his parents that he made the Hall of Fame. That's great, but he's not one of the greatest players ever. He was very good. He was a very good player, good major leaguer, not a Hall of Famer. But we go down this road, it seems, every year. And it's twofold because it's not just 
that like this would be bad even if Bonds and Clemens were in. Letting Scott Rowland in, letting Harold Baines in, that would still be bad. The fact that Bonds and Clemens and Schilling are out, McGuire is out, but Rowland and Baines are in. Like, that does not make any sense whatsoever. That's why you have a major problem with it. Dave is calling from the Turnpike. What's up, Dave? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? How are you, Dave? Good, man. Hey, um, about the uh, Hall of Fame, yeah, there's there's a couple players from the uh, from the 80s that I think really got ostracized because of the Pittsburgh drug trials. And uh, um, because the writers back then, especially, they just they didn't want the black eye on baseball. It was, you know, it was, if they didn't like a guy, they didn't vote for him. Dave Parker and Keith Hernandez both had to testify at those trials, and both of them are Hall of Famers. Well, they should be. You're saying Keith? They absolutely not. should yeah, be. Right. And Tim Raines was. Is Dave Parker too. in? Dave Parker's in, isn't he? No, he's not a Hall of Famer. No. Hmm. Yeah, Dave Parker was a great player. Let me just look him up real quick. I mean, I remember him fantastic. at the end of his career. Yeah. You know, even Tim Raines, who was named in that. Waited till 2017 to get it. He waited a long time, a lot longer than he should have had to. Yeah, Reigns is a great player, too. Yeah, I mean, Dave Parker, seven-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, two-time batting title, uh, All-Star MVP, uh, what do we say, two-times World Series, three-times Silver Slugger. I mean, well, put it this way, and Parker played until he was 40. Dave Parker is... Light years, you know. Dave Parker's a great one, and I guess he's come yeah. up before because I, I remember having this conversation, and I guess that's why I just assumed he was in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But Dave Parker is significantly better than Harold Baines. Oh my! It wasn't close, and they played at the same time. I mean, he was a few years early, but they played they, a lot of that crossed over. Now Parker know? was inconsistent from about nineteen. Well, he was probably hurt in 81, 82. Oh, no, maybe they had the strike, right, in 82 yep. or 81, whatever it was. Uh, but Parker, from but that, that period, from 81. Right after that, that he got caught up in those drug trials. Yeah, 81 to about 84. Now, he did have some bounce back years. See, this is when I start to remember him. Cincinnati in 85 and 86 yep. and 87. That's when he won the uh, – uh, the all-star MVP in one of those years. And then he came back. He's on the Reds. Yep, and then he came to Oakland – in the yep. late 80s uh, with those great A's teams. And I remember him as a DH there for the A's in 88 and 89. That's where, you know, yep. th- then he started Absolutely. to fade a little bit after it's just, that. It's just phenomenal. And I just always wondered that, like, I know, you know that they have the Veterans Committee and everything else, but I really thought the baseball writers just didn't consider him after, you know, being a part of something that they just didn't want to deal right. with. You might be right. I mean, you might be right. You know? Especially and, back uh, then. But then Parker should, look, Keith is going to get in. You could feel the momentum. Yeah, Keith is going to get in eventually. I don't know when or how that's going to happen, but I just feel like Hernandez will get in eventually. Yeah. Oh, and uh, best line from Rocky too. When Sylvester Stallone is asked if he wants to invest in condominiums, and he goes, "I don't use them." <laughs> that was a fantastic one. one of the best lines of all time. Yeah, <laughs> that was. You're right. That was great, Dave. Oh my God, one of the best lines ever. Yeah, that was a great one. I know. I was just laughing the other day watching it. Thank you for the call, Dave. I appreciate you checking in.
There are some good. It is good the more you watch it, you pick up stuff that you might have missed or you didn't really pay attention to 100% of the time. Those little one-liners that are in there were great. Well, I don't use them. My favorite, though, about Rocky too, and it's, that's what, I mean, when he won, I was getting emotional, but my favorite is when you can tell he's depressed, Mickey's frustrated, he feels bad, Adrian is you know not feeling well after the baby's born, and you could feel his, I don't know, you, you, you feel the emotions of him being upset and being depressed and all that stuff, and then, you know, when she tells him, you know, come here, win. And then he gets that look and the bell hits and Mickey's, oh, what are we waiting for? That, I mean, number one. That's the best movie. It's one and two go together, really. But I enjoyed two better because he got over the hump. Yeah, one, he proved he belonged and all that. But two, he won it. That was the culmination. Oh, man, I could watch those movies. I I, I just finished it. I could watch them again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Got it back on the fan. Going to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Hall of Fame, Aaron Rodgers, Jets, Giants, uh, Rocky. Uh, what else have we been talking about tonight? A little Knicks. You know, the Knicks just don't. I mean, there's just apathy there. They're better than they've been. But you just, you know that even though they're better, it's not legit. And it's still too early anyway for both the NBA and the NHL. And wake us up in the postseason, assuming that both teams get there with the Knicks and Rangers. 877-337-6666. Rich is calling from Rockaway, New Jersey. What's up, Rich? Hi, Sal. i got a statement to make, and then I want to ask you a question. I'll try to be brief. My statement is about Eli Manning, that fine quarterback that the Giants really shafted the last three to four years of his career when they didn't put anybody around him, didn't spend any money, didn't draft well, didn't trade well. Mm -hmm. They just let him suffer with a losing season. 
And I just want to know, when I get off, would you comment on that? Second thing is... Well, what is there to comment about? I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you that they did Eli no favors at the end of his career. And as a matter of fact, I thought it was very disrespectful from the Giant fans as well. Basically pushing Eli out. Couldn't wait to get to Daniel Jones because everybody made a big fuss about Eli Manning not being mobile. Be careful what you wish for. Eli Manning won two go. Super Bowls by being a sitting duck in the pocket. He was somehow able to win two Super Bowls. So be careful what you wish for. You wanted Daniel Jones? You got him. It took four years to finally see some good sight, uh, good signs from Daniel Jones. He is not Eli Manning. Right. Thank you for your comment. That's what I wanted. Second thing I want to ask you, I was talking to my friend about the Eagles game, and he said, you know, he said uh, – he said the Eagles knew everything the Giants were going to do before they did it. He said, you know, it was so dominant, there was a stench to the game. Is it possible? This is what I want you to answer me. Is it possible the Eagles knew the plays before the Giants ran them? No, it is not possible. You mean to tell me that no one could have got uh, a film or a copy or something or inside information on the Giants practicing those plays before that game? No. I just think the Eagles are significantly better than the Giants. You just won't accept that? You don't want to believe that? Well, that was too much of a dominance. It was too much. and, and um, well, But they it, played it, it, three it, times and really only two of them that counted, and the Eagles destroyed them in both. You don't remember the first time they played them? Yeah, I do. Rich, let, let's, Rich, here, work it. Work, work, let's work through this together because I want to help you. I'm here to help you. Accept this last it. Last one was embarrassing. I know that, but it accept was really it. Really embarrassing. Well, that's because the Giants aren't as good. Accept the fact that Philadelphia is significantly better than the Giants. Do you agree with that? Do you accept it? Do you understand that that is the case? That's the truth. I do, but I thought the Giants were on the rise and could well, they do are. A, lot, a lot better. They are, but they have it's a long that, way to go. Long that way amount to go. of dominance was it cast some suspicion. I thought that they knew the place before the Giants ran them. No, they were just better. The Giants lined up. They were they were just better. Okay. You know, I mean, they were just better. Right. The Eagles are better. You, you think that they know? And thanks for the call. <laughs> no, they didn't know the place. Just because the Giants got beat doesn't mean that the Eagles knew the plays. By the way, let's just say that the Giants or that the Eagles did know the Giants' plays. What was the Giants' excuse for not being able to stop Philadelphia? Oh, they knew. I'm sorry. Did they know the defensive plays too? They knew the defensive plays the Giants were going to run before they even drew up an offensive play? Even if the Eagles knew the Giants' plays. Doesn't excuse the Giants from not being able to stop Philadelphia. You don't remember Jalen Hurts audibling at the line every single time, changing the play based on what the Giants lined up in? Just accept the loss. Accept it. It's not even the loss. Accept the fact, you know, a lot of times in life, the toughest thing can be dealing with just accepting the reality. If you accept the reality of whatever your situation is, it becomes a little bit easier to tolerate and easier to understand. And for lack of a better term, accept it. It becomes easier to accept if you accept the reality. Just accept the facts that the Giants are nowhere near as good 
as the Philadelphia Eagles. I know it's hard to take. I know it's tough to believe. But the reality is there's a significant disparity between the two teams. And that was on full display. And if you're looking for an excuse, look no further than they're just not good enough. Not, eh, I think they have our plays. Mike is calling from Morris, New York. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal, how are you? Hey, I appreciate your work. Appreciate your work and uh, totally agree with you about Eli. Uh, I, I actually said that quite a few times. Be careful what you wish for. Uh, I enjoyed college so much, Sal. I was a, uh, I stayed 31 years as a player in a, in a Division three defensive coordinator. Uh, and the point I wanted to make about the Dallas, even though I'm not a Dallas fan, uh, that, that last formation, that last play, I, I'm just surprised that no one's talking about it, but that, that, that's a common thing. That, that's called muddle huddle or polecat. I mean, we all go over it in camp, and usually during the, uh, the bye week we'll go over it again or – and you see it all the time in college where the offensive formation will be all the way to the left and the kicker and the holder and the long snapper will be right in front of the goalpost and they'll all slide over. They'll see how the opponent aligns to it. And when they align to it normally, then they'll all slide over. Everybody but, that's, but that's not what happened. Oh, yeah. But no, I, no, I know they didn't slide over. That, there's two of them. There's the well, one but, but, they, but they had Ezekiel Elliott snap the ball. I know, right. I, I I totally agree with you. I know that they had him. They had him. Uh, that's the other one. That's the balanced one. You know, and we have rules. And the nose guard should have been over top of Ezekiel because he's got fourth man on the line of scrimmage. The tackle has second man on the line of scrimmage. The two defensive ends have first man on the line of scrimmage. The corner's got number one. Outside linebacker's got number two. Inside linebacker's got number three. They they they. And then right, but what was Ezekiel first. Elliott supposed to do? I don't know. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I have no idea but that's, about that. But that's the point. So would you ever put a running back as the center? I'm the defensive guy. That's not my job. So. Right. Well, but, the, <laughs> but that's, I mean, and thank you for the call, Mike. But then why am I listening to what you're talking about? The, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying you don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, if you're a coach, you, you, you know, more, uh, you know, more of the X's and O's that I do. However, the reason why people are criticizing this play, not only because it was an embarrassment, because right from the get-go, Ezekiel Elliott got steamrolled. Who would think it's a good idea? Would you think that the defense is just going to let up and be like, okay, we'll let you guys go? I mean, is that what they were banking on? As opposed to, uh-oh, these guys might be playing hard. Scott is calling from Long Island. What's up, Scott? Hey, Sal. How you doing, brother? Big fan. Thank you, Scott. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Uh, totally agree about the Giants. Um, you know, I live in a reality. It was fun for a minute, you know. Absolutely agree with you. The Eagles just steamrolled them, destroyed them. Much better team. Bottom line, you know. But it was fun for a minute. Of course. Well, it was a fun season. Not just a minute. It was a fun season. And even leading up to the game, the game obviously itself sucked, and it was over, you know, basically right out of the gate. But leading up to the week, I mean, the Giants gave you a playoff game. The Giants won the wildcard round and gave you a divisional round dream. The reality, right. unfortunately, sunk in rather quickly. But still, it was a fun season. And when you consider you know, what little fun we've had with both New York football teams over the last several years, I think it was a great season. 
Totally agree. Absolutely agree. Like I said, towards the end of the year, they weren't expecting to go anywhere, do anything, you know? Mm. So to sit there and see him go to the wild card and, you know, advance, it was fun. But the other thing I was uh, calling about was Stallone and Rocky. I'm a big fan as well, brother. You watching Tulsa King or what? Uh, no. What is this now? Is this a regular oh, show? Dude, you got to You got to watch this show. It's phenomenal. Where is it on? What, what's where does it, it is stream? on? Paramount. Oh God! It's uh, come on. It never ends, dude. I'm telling you, it's well worth the watch if you're a Stallone fan. All right. This guy is. He went to prison for 25 years. I'm not going to give you the whole show. Bottom line, but yeah. he goes. He goes away for 25 years. The mafia guy. He comes out, they banished this they banished him to Oklahoma to set up shop in Oklahoma. Didn't they do this but, with um man, what the hell was it called? Oh, on Netflix with uh Silvio Dante from uh from Sopranos. Yes, yes. It was yep. where, where did he go? He had to go to Europe somewhere. He went to like yeah, he went to like Sweden or something. Yeah, I forget what the name of that show was, but I started watching that and then I gave up on it. Same here. I didn't give it much time, man. I didn't like it. But I'm telling you, Tulsa King All right. is well worth the watch, brother. All right, Definitely. Scott, thank you. Here's the thing. Have you heard of this Tulsa King, Marco? Uh, I have, but I don't have Paramount Plus, and I don't feel like Dude, anymore. this is the problem. <laughs> like, and you know how many shows are on Paramount Plus? That's the one that keeps coming up. It's like, oh, that, I want to watch this show. Oh, but it's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. And, like, I get it. It's only 10 bucks, but... The 10 bucks a month for Paramount on top of Disney, on top of Hulu, on top of Netflix, on top of this, on top of that. Prime, for regular cable, which I have. I mean, Me too. It, it gets to the point where it's just, something's got to go ever. Like, after you can't while. just get everything. Yeah. I, you know what? Paramount's been the last one. I probably should get that. Uh, and I'll be fair. A lot of them I pirate off my in-laws. I'm not going to lie. And be careful. Well, yeah. Remember, Sid Rosenberg one time had to pay back direct, direct TV significantly. Whoa, 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 he got in trouble. No, no. We're talking about just passwords with, with some of this stuff. No, no, no. Let's not put just, me in federal prison clear, here, Sal. Just be Let's, clear. You know. Mar- that's Marco Belletti. Right. B-A-L. No. Yeah, before you give it out, my address, my phone number, my bir- date of birth, oh, my I social just, security. I'm always, I'm always cautious of what you say on the air because at that time Sid got burned. He, was, he went on the air like, oh, yeah, I used to get direct TV free all I forget how he did it or what he said. Statue of limitations, too. Are you going to get me from, like, stealing cable when I was well, did 12 you, did with, like, you the, see? the lines? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Marco. We didn't have that in my house. <laughs> my dad never got the illegal scrambler. I did not watch Dirty Channels with that illegal scrambler. What is that, that an elbow? Had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. God, I can remember you exactly <laughs> right. Oh, man, the de-scramblers. Those are great. We used to have all the if, you know friends and family over to watch the big fights. Yeah, we didn't have it. I was going to other people's houses. We didn't have it. Yeah, right. No, um, no. But Tulsa King, I'm, now I'm not, I don't want to make it like I'm a Stallone fan, although I am a Stallone fan. I'm a Rocky fan. Like, he's great, but I care about Rocky more than I do about Sylvester Stallone. I guess, but I do like a lot of the St- Stallone movies. And he's a better actor than people give him credit for. I mean, everybody thinks he's just a, a yeah. buffoon. Number one, he directed most of the Rocky movies, right. so he's obviously really talented. But on top of it, like, he's had some really good... I Yo, mean, he was great in Copland. I don't know. That seems yeah, like, we brought, brought that up before. Oh, tremendous I loved movie. Him he in was that. awesome in that movie. So yeah. there's a Did lot of Did you see roles. the uh, over-the-top movie? <laughs> yeah. No I good? Mean, no, it's great as in it's, you know, awful. It's like a Nicolas Cage where it's like great, but it's so stupid. Two, two people were saying it's it was, oh, you got to watch over the top. Uh, you got to watch it, sure. You got to go into it understanding it's 1985. 
Yeah. And you're watching hard a, to do that. And now. you're watching a movie about arm wrestling. I yeah. mean, let's be fair. Well, that's what they said. I was like, what is this about arm he, wrestling? Well, it's about his kid. He gets his kid back, yeah. and he's, he's trying to get a connection with him. It's look, oh, it's stupid, but it's great. I, I'd rather watch this uh, Tulsa King. But then that's the point, dude. Like, it just doesn't end with these streaming services. Netflix is what I was going to say before. Netflix is now cracking down on the password sharing. Did you hear about that? I did not. Yeah. It's, okay. I didn't say Netflix. I said some. You don't have Netflix? I do have Netflix. Yeah, I didn't say I pirated Netflix. You, I said I pirated now, some. This is now the second week in a row where I had to let you know about some bad news, where the tunnel is being closed. Yeah, I'm still not Not in your favor. And now Netflix, the password sharing, that's going to be out the window soon. I don't know how they... Well, I guess they could police it easily, right? Because some other services, like DirecTV for Sunday Ticket, you could never share that. It was one password. That's it. I could never share my okay. the ability to sign in. To, I guess they would know if it's different devices, right? Because I mean, I, I, I don't know. Do you? Uh, you know, with phones, HBO, like, that HBO doesn't Max, really work like HBO that. HBO Max, I used to let like my friend borrow my code or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, but even then, it was like, oh, you're watching it. Like, I don't think you could watch it at more than two screens at once. I don't know. The whole thing is. I don't know. I'd have to look into it and see. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to deny it. There's some of them that I'm pirating. I'm not going to tell you which right. ones. Well, for, you're saying like you've, you've my you're in-laws have they buy basically it. everything. Yeah. So we at times and they we'll give use, you their code. Well, yeah, my wife will get it from her mother and get, we'll, we'll put it on and we have it at home and right. we have it for it's you know, a nice system. I I swap with my sister and her husband. Right. So you only have to maybe buy two or three. They buy two or three and you get all six. Right. You know, that kind of deal. I think they use my HBO. I use their Hulu and yeah. away we go. See? Which I think is allowed. I mean, it is family. Come get me. Come. <laughs> what are you going to do to me? Please don't hurt me. But I mean, like some of that stuff with the cable, like cables are already kind of out of control. And he, I, can't, oh I can't get rid of the cable. Like, I know the end. cut the cord or whatever. Like I can't, I can't do that yet. Because guys, I'm not smart enough to get everything. I'd never be no one in front cutter. of me. Like I'm just not. Look, that was I'm lazy. I need it in front of me. No, that was a th- I need it in front of me. I need it hardwired. I need the remote. I need to know that I'm going to put the thing on. And it's going to work. I can't deal with the streaming and the white circle of death well, and the, every and, five minutes. And part of it's sports. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go through like I. Figuring out the Yankee game and then it's delayed nah. and then I can't watch it and then like no people, I want to watch the damn game. People thought they were cutting corners with the cord cutting a while ago. It's now they, they're realizing that was not the right move. I'm proud to say I never cut the cord ever. Now I'm also paying a ridiculous amount right. to your point. Right. And then on top of it, so it's just like where do you draw the line? I used to have Peacock. I was like enough. And it's like oh four ninety nine. What's an extra four ninety nine? Yeah, what's an extra four ninety nine plus nine ninety nine plus nine ninety nine? That's well, a lot. Next thing you know, you're almost you got a car payment. You're paying three hundred and fifty dollars for TV with cable and all the different. Which apps. by the way, it might be already without the Paramount Plus. But I but I want to watch the show now. I, I am curious about that. Why show. can't somebody just buy all of this and put it in one spot or two spots? Yeah, we used to have it. It was called cable, and between, then everything changed between Apple to yeah, so but. And there's too much to consume. There's got to be a better way. That's the problem. I mean, we could rattle off 10 different services with multiple shows that we'd love to watch. We cannot consume them all. The only way is if this winds up, but there's going to be a money thing. So it doesn't, you, you can do the cable if it's a la carte and you can get all of this on cable. But why would they ever do that? Not unless they're going to get the know. piece that they want out of the cable system. And why would they give up all that? So I don't know if there's a real let's, answer to get all this. Let's go on Habsies as a show. Four ninety nine a month. We each get to watch Paramount. I'm assuming we share the share the passcode. I'm cool with that. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 